And hello to you wherever you are, and welcome to the Threes on Fire podcast, along with my co-host, Sidel Boyd. I am Irving Henderson. Uh, John Eli, unfortunately, uh, not feeling well this week. Uh, John, hope you're feeling a little better. Uh, unfortunately, uh, John was in the hospital uh, later this week, late this week. Um, should be getting out today which was definitely good news to hear. So, uh, John, don't worry about the show, man. You get yourself together, and uh, we'll, we'll see you when we see you uh, as far as you getting back to the show. Uh, we're going to kick things off with Friday night's Major League Baseball scores. It was the Phillies over the Cardinals, 9-2. to two. Phillies have been having trouble scoring runs. They took care of that in the second inning, scoring six runs in the second. Uh, en route to their victory over the Cardinals. The Phillies are now uh, six and one at home. So their ability to win at home remains the same, but they're still having all sorts of struggles on the road. Uh, was the Braves over the Cubs five to two? The Nationals over the Diamondbacks one nothing. Kyle Schwarber with a walk off home run. It was the Rays over the Yankees, 8-2, and the Yankees are now, for the first time since 1998, the worst team in the American League. Uh, real horrible display by Yankee fans uh, during the game, throwing baseballs onto the field. Now, I'll say this. Oh, wow. You know if it was Philadelphia. You know if it was Philadelphia, yeah. the media would be all over that. But, yeah. but you know, somehow, way, it happens in another city. Yeah, whatever. And we just saw this Sunday night uh, in Atlanta uh, during the Phillies game on a controversial call where Alec Bohm was ruled safe. He was probably out, but it ended up being the game winning run and Braves fans do things on the field. The ESPN announcers talking about Phillies fan. Uh, the Phillies should feel at home with like, come on, man. Come on. This constant this constant need to bash Philadelphia over you know, the Santa Claus snowball incident, which happened in 1968, mind you. Like, come on. I don't want to hear about that no more. Just just sickening. It was sickening. Uh, it was the Reds over the Indians, 10-3 uh, to 3 in the Battle of Ohio. The Marlins over the Giants, 4-1. to 1. The Orioles, 5. The Rangers, 2. It was the Pirates over the Brewers, 6-1. to one. The Angels over the Minnesota Twins, 10-3. to three. They had a six-run seventh inning. Uh, the A's shut out the Tigers, 3 to nothing. A Ty France walk-off single in the bottom of the ninth put the Mariners over the Houston Astros, 6-5. to five. And in what was the best game of the night, and I actually did watch most of it. I fell asleep on some of it. Uh, it was the Dodgers over the Padres, 11-6 to in 12 innings. They were going back and forth the entire game, but a five-run 12th inning uh, in large part thanks to a Corey Seager two-run home run vaulted the Dodgers over the Padres, and the Dodgers are now a Major League Baseball best 12-2. and uh, The Battle of the Sox between the White Sox and Red Sox, the Toronto Blue Jays, Kansas City Royals and the National League New York team and Colorado Rockies games were all postponed thanks to the weather. 
Wednesday night, Chicago White Sox pitcher Carlos Radon threw the second no-hitter of the season so far as the Sox beat the Indians uh, 8 to nothing. Uh, Radon was actually two outs away from a perfect game, and he had an 0-2 count on Roberto Perez, but he hit Perez with the next pitch in the foot. Uh, he was able to retire the next two batters and continue on with the no-hitter, so congratulations to Carlos Radon. Uh, final MLB note from the week, uh, Chicago Cubs manager, David Ross, game planning coach, Mike Borzello and pitcher Ryan Tapera were all suspended after Tapera intentionally threw at Milwaukee Brewers pitcher, Brandon Woodruff on Tuesday. Woodruff had hit Cubs catcher Wilson Contreras with the pitch and it was the third time this season that Contreras was hit by the Brewers. Uh, Ross and Borzello served their suspensions on Friday. Tapera is now appealing his three-game suspension. And and here's my thing. There are certain unwritten rules, and, and you put that in quotation marks, there are certain unwritten rules in baseball. I mean, they hit this guy three times. Yeah, The baseball season is barely two weeks old. Like, there has to be some sort of retribution. And to Paris pitch wasn't even like it was at the guy's legs. Like if he really wanted to throw at him, he could have hit him upper, like upper body. He hit him in the leg. Like, come on, that, that just ridiculous. I, and I hope to doesn't get suspended for that. Like that would be really, I mean, uh, just, just nutty. Uh, moving on to the NFL, the Bears signed wide receiver Marquise Goodwin to a one-year deal. Uh, in case you forgot, Goodwin was traded to the Eagles from the 49ers in 2020, but he opted out of the season due to COVID concerns, which were in large part due to the fact that he and his wife had been struggling to conceive. Uh, she actually did have a child uh, during the 2019 offseason. So he, you know, was very concerned about possibly passing anything off to his wife or child. So he opted out of the year. Uh, he was returned to the 49ers and the Eagles were given their draft pick back this year. Uh, the 49ers cut Goodwin days after the deal had been reversed. The Cleveland Browns signed Jadevian Clowney to a one-year, $10 million deal. Uh, and with Cleveland's signing of former Eagle Malik Jackson and the return of Andrew Billings, who opted out last season, someone was going to be the odd man out. And that was starting defensive tackle Sheldon Richardson, who was released on Friday. The Browns added $11 million to their salary cap with the move. Now, the... Little strange tidbit on Clowney signing with the Browns in this offseason was the Browns had actually offered Clowney a five-year deal in last year's offseason. He turned it down, and I think uh, I think he's probably regretting that because there were there was definitely more money on the table that he left by not taking the deal last year in signing with the Browns, but uh I got to say right now, the Browns are slowly but surely tooling up to make a run at it this coming season. We'll see if there are any other moves that they make and how the draft plays out. But I'm, I may be, you know, ready to put some money towards the Browns, possibly, possibly yeah. winning the AFC North this coming season. Possibly. We'll see.
Uh, in golf, a sport we very rarely cover here, uh, Hideki Matsuyama won the Masters Tournament on Sunday. Matsuyama became the uh, first Japanese male golfer to win a major tournament, so congrats to him. And that is our six seconds on golf in the show. Uh, and finally, as we close out the opening segment here, we're going to jump back to the NFL for a second, although we're going to do this very indirectly. A strange incident uh, took place uh, involving Los Angeles Rams defensive lineman Aaron Donald, and the news emerged this week. Uh, Donald was accused of assaulting uh, a gentleman by the name of DeVincent Spriggs, outside of a Pittsburgh area nightclub. Now, Spriggs was beaten pretty badly. He was left with a concussion, a broken orbital bone, a broken nose, and he needed 16 stitches. Now, Donald was blamed for the attack uh, by uh, DeVincent Spriggs because earlier in the evening, uh, Spriggs had bumped into uh, Aaron Donald while inside the nightclub and uh, a verbal confrontation had taken place between uh, Donald and Spriggs who was intoxicated. Uh, however, video footage of the attack showed that Aaron Donald was actually pulling people off of the Vincent Spriggs. Uh, Spriggs had his attorney come out on Friday and issue an apology to Aaron Donald and Listen, here's what we know is with celebrities, okay? If you are anywhere near a situation like this, whether you did it or not, you're going to be the first person they blame because you have the most recognizable face. Yeah, absolutely. And all things considered, you know, there was uh, a slight, you know, verbal confrontation between the two. And from all reports, it was... It was mostly uh, the Vincent Spriggs who was being the aggressor in that conversation as, you know, they were just trying to figure out, like, what had gone on because he sort of kind of, like, put his elbow in Aaron Donald's back and Aaron Donald turned around like, hey, hey, man, like, you know, yeah. what's the problem? You know, uh, and, and it's good that there was video footage yeah. of what happened because – I'm not even going to talk about the criminal aspect of this. You know for a fact that without actual proof and the fact that there was some sort of confrontation here, uh, there would have definitely been some sort of civil settlement where Aaron Donald would have had to throw money at this guy just to, you know, quote unquote, keep the peace. Yeah. So Aaron Donald avoids any major trouble thanks to video proof that showed he had done nothing wrong, and that's good for him. All right, well, we have a, a segment that we decided we wanted to try out uh, on the show, and it is the what if. Right. So we're going to have our first what if segment here on the Three is on Fire podcast. Uh, Sadell, you're going to be driving the bus on this one, so I cannot wait to get into this topic. Uh, you guys sit tight, and we'll be right back with that. You are listening to the Threes on Fire podcast. All right, we're back with the Threes on Fire podcast. Uh, before we get into our main topic of the show, um, just got an ESPN alert about more NFL players deciding to skip 
voluntary workouts this year and how the Players Association president, Demora Smith, is saying that this is best for the players to skip these uh, voluntary workouts. But I have a problem with but I have a problem with that being designated voluntary. You know, when you think voluntary, you think it's because you make a choice to do something. You know, voluntary, volunteer. Players can skip these voluntary workouts and be fined for missing. (laughs) So what's voluntary about it? Yeah, yeah. That's more like an ultimatum uh, 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 at your own cost. Listen, I I don't get it. It's like, you know, we're not saying you have to show up, but you have to show up. But you have to show up. You know, like, (laughs) I don't understand. (laughs) Like, listen, I I don't understand the language of it. Like, it it just, it it boggles my mind that they're, like, they call these things voluntary workouts, but teams can punish players for not showing up. Like, (laughs) I I just, I, I don't get it. You can volunteer to, to pay a fine if you so please. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, we can we can volunteer to hold your money if you don't show up. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't think of any regular normal job where like your company says to you, hey, you know, you don't have to work on Saturday, but if you don't come to work on Saturday, we can suspend you. Right. <laughs> You know, uh, make it make sense, man. <laughs> it doesn't make any it's, sense. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. All right. So, so listen. Um, we had discussed several, you know, new topics to bring to the show, along with you know our top five series. Uh, we talked about doing uh, footnotes, but that was going to be you know w- within the top five series that we have. But there are some things and moments in sports that you look back and you wonder, you know, well, what if things had gone differently? You know, and and there are a bunch of them. I'm not going to bring up any of the hypotheticals that we may be bringing to you. But, Sadell, I want to make this clear. You brought this one to the table. Yeah. And this one intrigued the hell out of me because as I sat back, I started wondering about what it would do to the sports landscape culturally and how different things would be had your what if come to fruition. So with that said, I'm going to let you present your what if for today's main topic. All right, let's uh, dive into this, man. So uh, the topic that I had actually brought up was – what if Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was actually traded from the Milwaukee Bucks to the Knicks instead of the Lakers? So mm. I first wanted to start off with um, a little bit of history so we could uh, bring ourselves to, uh, to the fruition of the what-if scenario, okay? Okay. Um, so we're going to start all the way from the beginning. Um, and uh, Kareem was drafted number one overall to – to the Milwaukee Bucks in 1969. The Bucks had actually uh, won the first overall pick due to a coin flip. So it was the luck of the draw that they even got the chance to draft Kareem, right? 
Right. So um, early on is uh, right off the bat, uh, Kareem kind of became that guy in the NBA. Uh, the combination of him and Oscar Robertson by his second year culminated in a championship for the city of Milwaukee, um, 1971. He had won his first MVP that year and uh, his first finals MVP that year. Mm-hmm. Okay. So everything was all good. Um, the next year, 1972, the Bucks unfortunately lost in their title defense, but you know, uh, the team was still on a high note, but as the years right. continue, as the years continue, and Oscar Robertson became older, and uh, he finally decided to retire in 1974. And uh, at that time, the team was starting to go downhill, and Kareem basically ended up being a solo act after Oscar had retired. So at this point, Kareem wanted out of Milwaukee. The team was no longer contending, and he felt that. He never really felt at home in the city of Milwaukee anyways. Right? Right. So, in October of 1974, Kareem privately told the owners of the Bucks that he wanted out of, out of the situation. And in desperation, the Bucks first tried to make attempts to appease Kareem, try to keep him. You know, he's the best player in the league. So, they even went so far to say, hey, Kareem, we'll allow you to live in New York, and we will fly you out to games. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy, right? Uh, right. He, you know, it's kind of like reminiscent of what Kawhi did with Toronto. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but nonetheless, they couldn't change his mind. So uh, they eventually would have to make a deal. And Kareem had two destinations that he favored. One was his hometown city of New York, and the other was the city of Los Angeles, uh, where he had played at UCLA in college. Right. Yeah. So as we all know, Kareem ended up in L.A. On June 16th, 1975, the Bucks traded Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Walt Wesley to the Lakers for Elmore Smith, Brian Winters, and the second and eighth overall draft picks that they held. Right? Right. So, you know... It's kind of. Oh like, wait, hold on, hold on. Did you say wait, wait? Did you say Brian Winters? Yeah, Brian Winters. Oh man, he was with. I didn't realize he was with the Bucks that long. And 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 on top of all that, I didn't realize that he wasn't a like I thought he was a career Buck. I didn't know he played for the Lakers until you just mentioned that. Go ahead. <laughs> right. Um. I think he might have been in his second season or something like that. He was a young player at the time when they traded. Um, right. All right. Back to what I was saying. Uh. Now, it's uh, kind of easy to forget about the team that had a stake in this deal. That team being the New York Knicks. What went wrong? How did they manage to not acquire the best player in the league at the time? A guy from New York who definitely wanted to come back home. Well, on some accounts... (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, on some accounts, the Knicks offered a straight cash deal of $4 million for Kareem which wasn't enough in the Bucks' eyes because money can't play games, right? <laughs> true, true. And another deal was that the, the Knicks offered a million dollars and some players that the Bucks, you know, didn't think it was worthy for Kareem. Okay. So the Knicks failed and floundered, and that brings us to our what-if scenario. What if, okay. we, what if we reverse the outcome of history? 
and the Knicks succeed mm-hmm. in pulling off the acquisition of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. All right, now I want to. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna take this from from my standpoint. Uh, just going off of everything that you just said and try and envision an NBA in 1975 with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on the New York Knicks as opposed to the Los Angeles Lakers. And I'm going to say that this is a butterfly effect that will, unfortunately, and it's hard for me to say that, right? But unfortunately, I think this is a butterfly effect that will do major damage to the NBA. (laughs) Okay? And the reason why I say that this will be, this will do major damage to the NBA is because of this. The NBA in 1975 was not in a very good spot. It wasn't. Okay? It was, it was still a fringe sport and it was way behind the NFL and Major League Baseball at the time. And I know that sounds almost absurd to say right now when you think about it, because objectively, you could say that the NBA is second right now in America behind the NFL, right? But this is a time where baseball was still very popular. Oh, yeah. Football... Football was starting to creep up and become the number one sport in America, thanks in large part to, you know, the invention of Monday Night Football. Right. Monday Night Football is still in its infancy stages, you know, by 1975. It was it was pretty popular, Uh but it was still, you know, it still wasn't, you know, it wasn't yet the big time. It was starting to become the big time prime time Time. event in America. Right. And it wasn't, and and it wasn't just sport. Like Monday night football transcended sports. Monday night football became like a pop culture phenomenon, you know, not just because of the games, but because there are a lot of people who tuned in just to listen to Howard Cosell, who didn't give a damn about sports. (laughs) You know, it's, it's sort of like, it's sort of like, I'll say it's sort of like the way the Super Bowl is. When you think about how many people watch the Super Bowl and then consider how many people watching the Super Bowl don't really watch football all year long. That's right. That's right. Right. So I think you will effectively I don't want to say kill the NBA because the NBA would still be around. But I don't think the NBA becomes the big global phenomenon that it is right now with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on the Knicks because the butterfly effect is going to alter the course of history in a dramatic way. And it's going to alter the course of history in such a dramatic way because it took the 80s for the NBA to take off. Yeah, it did. And what was the driving force behind the NBA taking off? The Lakers Lakers and the Celtics rivalry. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Now, for anyone who doesn't know this, right, the entire 1980s 
either the Lakers or the Celtics played in every NBA Finals. Yep, every one of them. Okay? And even as, as early as 1980, right? And, and excuse me, as, as late as 1981, NBA Finals games were being broadcasted on tape delay. You understand that? Okay. Like, That's right. Games were being played. Games were being played early in the evening. They weren't coming on television until after the local news broadcast in certain cities. So that's eleven thirty at night. Now I don't know about you, but I know there ain't too many people staying up past midnight to watch a basketball game on the East Coast. Nah, nah, not really. You know, and I, and I know, I know that TNT, their games, you know, their 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 major games, yeah, they run on Thursdays. Tend to start at like ten something, yeah. and they run into midnight. Yeah. But we're not talking about a game that's been on going into the fourth quarter sometime around midnight. Right. We're talking about a game that just started. Yeah, yeah, tip off at around midnight. Yeah, <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, most people and and mind you, by then. go ahead. No, I just no, I just want to make and that my, comment. No, and mind you, mind you, you know, at this point in time, this is a weeknight. You know, so now you have your NBA Finals game competing with one of the most popular TV shows late night in that era, that the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Carson. Yeah, yeah. No chance. No chance. <laughs> so now, like, am I going to watch Johnny Carson's monologue tonight, or am I going to watch game three of the NBA Finals? Yeah, I think I'll watch Johnny Carson and call it a night. Yeah. <laughs> right? Absolutely. So what you have now is you have a situation where if we put Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on the Knicks, now – I don't know what happens as far as the NBA becoming such a major player as a sports organization in this country. I don't think I don't think that they jump up to the number 2 spot. I think they solidly stay at number 3. Hmm. They stay at number 3. And more so than that now what happens to Magic Johnson? <laughs> right. You know, because now, now I know that, I know we just said, you know, we lose Lakers Celtics. We lose Magic Bird as well. Yeah, we do. Right? Yeah. And I want to know who passes off to Michael Jordan. Is anything passed off to Michael Jordan? That's wow. And now, but but I'm gonna now. Now here's the thing. I'm gonna extend the butterfly effect even further, right? Yeah. If the have if the Knicks have Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, right. right? They don't draft Patrick Ewing. They don't. <laughs> so then, where does Patrick end up? Right? So now, what happens to Patrick Ewing? And now, and now the NBA doesn't have to rig the 1985 NBA draft. 
wow oh wow man you 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 put you man i didn't think of that i did not think of that the thing with patch but there's also another now but here's the thing there's also another team that gets affected by this and the other team that gets affected by this no 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 i'm not even i'm not even i'm not even going to leave the eastern conference at this point the other team that gets affected by this oh. are the 76ers. Oh, yeah, that's us. Yeah. Because now, if the Knicks are such a strong team, right? Yeah. Are the Sixers even in the NBA Finals in 77? We could have now, we could have a matchup in 77 between the two greatest centers to come out of UCLA with Kareem and Bill Walton. Yeah, I think it would go that way. And do the Knicks be now? Do, do the Knicks become the Showtime team? Does Magic get drafted by the Knicks instead of the Lakers? Does like does Pat Riley, who has a connection to the Knicks, become the head coach of the Knicks? And what we saw in L.A., we see in New York. Hmm. And if that happens, what becomes of that great 1983 Sixers championship team now? <laughs> wow, they'd be, they'd be hard-pressed to come out of the East in that one. Listen, man, because, because now, but, but, but even with that, right, even with that, now – I think I think Magic and Bird still still end up where they end I up. Think, yeah, I think Magic right? does actually still end up in LA. But now I think I think I, what I ends think up happening actually, is actually I was gonna say I, I think it's more likely that that he he still ends up in LA because they'd probably be terrible. <laughs> they wouldn't have had that exactly. Yeah, yeah they would have been terrible. So he would have likely still exactly, end up there. but. But here's 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 the thing though. Do Magic and Bird become teammates? That's what I was gonna say next. Yeah, I was gonna say, wait, they might draft them both. <laughs> because what, what people forget is Bird was drafted by the Celtics in 78, not 79. Yeah, he was drafted before he even left school, which was I don't know. How, how did they do that? We I guess that's another one. That's I, another I don't one. know. That's another one. That's I, like I don't know. I, That's some like tampering, illegal stuff right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you know what? I think the rules were different because I know in baseball, uh -huh. oh yeah, a guy yeah, can, can be in college and get drafted. Yeah, you definitely can. So maybe back then the work the rules worked in that kind of a way. But wow. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't get that one. Yeah, I'm, I'm, but now, but see, but now, now. What 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 also ends up happening so now, now is yeah. let's go let's go your 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 butterfly effect now changes the dynamic of the Eastern Conference dramatically because if we're going to talk about the eighties, mm -hmm. there were three teams in the early eighties that were always at the top, and that was Boston, Philly, and Milwaukee. Yeah. Now, unfortunately for Milwaukee, they now, well, I don't want to say unfortunately in a certain sense. Fortunately for Milwaukee, they did improve even though they traded Kareem. Mm -hmm. 
right? Yeah. But unfortunately for Milwaukee, they ran into this problem. If they beat the Sixers, they couldn't get past the Celtics. If they beat the Celtics, they couldn't get past the Sixers. Right. They can never beat both <laughs> in one season. Right. So is that what the Knicks become? Milwaukee? Do they become Milwaukee? Which of those, you know, which of the, now, which of those teams between the Sixers, uh, the Sixers, the Celtics, and the Knicks become the Bucks? Mm. Well, but I will give you, I will give you one more what if that affects the Sixers in a way that will turn the stomachs of any Sixer fan listening right now. Oh, man. If the Knicks have Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, right? Yeah, I know where you're about to go with this. And the Nets are going under as the ABA is about to fall. Do the Knicks have the capital now to pay off the Nets to send Doc Doc to the Knicks? Ah. And now you got and Doc, and Doc. Doc is from Doc is from New York. Right. <laughs> Can you Oh my god. Oh, oh my god. Of, oh, that means no. Kareem and you know, Kareem and Doc become the first Shaq and Kobe. Oh my goodness, man. Oh, oh, I, that hurt my feelings just thinking about that. Oh uh, yeah, we're done. We're like, done, I, we're done that like, like I just, you know, don't win. We're oh man, it's about Doc, of course. No, not not at all, not at all. And the Sixers' main, the Sixers' main star now is George McGinnis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That team is going nowhere with George <laughs> McGinnis. <laughs> Wait, so all right, so now, you know what happens then? Wow. That means that oh, means the rivalry man. is gonna be New York, LA. It's gonna be Kareem, nah, Kareem and Dr. J versus potentially Magic and Bird. You know what? You're right. That's what it does become. It becomes yeah, it becomes a New York LA rivalry because the Lakers now have the younger, talented guys with Magic and Bird together, right, against the older, established guys with Kareem and Doc on the Knicks. Right. Oh, man. <laughs> but you know what? Wait, now, I don't tidbit. know if – I don't know if – I was going to say there's another tidbit. Do we even try to get Moses go. Malone? No, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Moses end up in this situation. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if the. I don't know now. Now with with the Sixers now becoming like if if we play that out right, the Sixers become a mid level team. We're not contenders, so they wouldn't. He wouldn't want to come to us. So does he go to? Oh wait a minute! I just I just realized something that we've done here, though. You know that? that. We still saved the NBA. Effectively. In the, <laughs> no, we've saved the NBA, but effectively, here's what we've done. Here's what we've done. We haven't killed the Sixers. Okay. 
we've killed the Celtics. Oh, yeah, well, for sure. <laughs> yeah. No, we just killed the oh, Celtics yeah, the because the Celtics were not very good. No. The Sixers, at the very least, were a playoff team without Dr. Yeah. J. The Celtics won, if I'm not mistaken, they won the championship in 76 and then nosedive. Right. But here's the thing, though. If we send Kareem to the Knicks in 75, that's the 75-76 season, and now the Celtics won't win the championship because I don't think they beat the Knicks with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. (laughs) <laughs> no, they won't. They won't. And you were right. Uh, yeah, Boston, they won in 76, so they don't – nah, they won't make it. <laughs> they- and here's the thing. Boston wasn't really bad, but they were bad enough. You understand what I'm saying? So, oh, man, now now my mind – listen, do you understand how, my, how blown my mind is right now? Because we have taken Larry Bird and put him in – the Celtics, purple and gold. We've taken Doc, and we've put Doc on the Knicks, along with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Oh, man. Yo, listen. So, I got to tell you, this this was a good one, man. This was a really good one. I, I, I think that, I think if in this scenario... It becomes a New York, L.A. Yeah. thing. I think the NBA is still in a good spot. I don't think the NBA jumps over Major League Baseball, right? Yeah. But I do think the NBA is still, still very good yeah. as, as an overall product. But, oh, man. Ah, that would that would shake the foundation of everything because it's been admitted by not only television executives but NBA executives the whole television aspect of basketball in the 80s was built around the Lakers and Celtics and not even necessarily of them two playing each other. Because there were times, and I wish, I wish ABC, who has the NBA contract right now, would get back to doing it. You would have a doubleheader on Sundays. Yeah. You would have the Lakers on early, and then the Celtics on next. Right. So you would get you would get the Celtics and the Bucks at one o'clock. Yeah. Right. And then at three thirty. You were getting the Lakers and the Blazers. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I miss those doubleheaders, man. Or, or, or let it be. Yeah, I just realized we don't get any doubleheaders. Well, we're we're getting one Sunday on ESPN. No, I mean on, on TV, man. Like, but I know I know you mean on regular man. TV. Like they don't do that anymore. They don't do it anymore. They don't. I remember, listen, I remember when NBC in the 90s would do a triple header. That was my, I was about to curse. (laughs) That was my stuff, man. I used to watch basketball. Uh, No, you could have said that one. You could, no, you could have said that one. You could have said that one. 
I was like, no, that one could fly. Yo, that that man, one could fly. That was the shit. shit. Yo. <laughs> it oh was God. the shit, man. Oh it God. was. It was because you had the you listen, you had the early afternoon game, you had the late afternoon game, and then you had the dinner time game. Yo. Yo. Oh, you would, man. You would get, you would get the Bulls oh. get the versus somebody if they wasn't playing the Bulls. Then you get like the Bulls playing somebody, and then you would get like what whichever mm-hmm. the hot matchup is out west, where there's the Phoenix Suns or, or Utah playing somebody, or or, Yo, Fe- or listen, I mean not Phoenix, yeah, um um the Sonics. You would get that at the end, like Yo. Yeah. Yo, I remember there was one where it was Orlando and New York yeah, early. The Bulls right? and Pacers. It was no no no. It was it was Phoenix and Houston in the middle game, right. right? And then the late game was the Bulls and the right, Pacers. Right. Man, oh I miss those days, man. I, like and, and 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 I think I think I think we can get into at some point how like the cableification of sports has changed everything, and I will I will tell you that as a Phillies fan, I hate the fact that damn near every game is on cable. I miss the Sunday games being on regular TV because it was more accessible to all yeah. the fans. Now you gotta pay that money to be able to see these teams play, and I get it, I get it. I understand damn, it. I still don't funny, like it. But, but damn. <laughs> yeah. Everybody ain't got the Yo, money. Yo, but I'm t- listen. <laughs> no, nah, they, they don't. They don't. They don't. But listen, anybody out here listening, uh, give us some feedback on that, on this what if. What do you think happens to the NBA on the whole if Kareem Abdul-Jabbar ends up on the New York Knicks as opposed to the Los Angeles Lakers. How does that change things? How does that, you know, shift the dynamic in the NBA in the late 70s going into the 80s where everything for the NBA changed? Mm -hmm. Let us know. All right, we'll be back. Speaking of the NBA, we're going to close out, obviously, with our NBA segment. You are listening to the Threes on Fire podcast. All right, we're back with the Threes on Fire podcast, getting ready to close things out naturally with our NBA segment. Sidel, I got to tell you, man, you fired me up with that what if segment, buddy. Hey, man, oh. you took it, you took it, expanded it to a direction I didn't even think of. Yo, but 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 that's what happens when you when you when you play those what if scenarios out, you have no idea how far they branch. And and I want now I want to I want to say this on a bit of a personal level here. Um, I'm not a huge gamer, but there was a video game that came out a few years ago called Detroit Become Human, and. It's not a linear story by any stretch of the imagination. You get presented with scenarios where you decide how the story branches off, right? But each decision has its own story arc. 
Yeah. Right? And yeah. you can actually go back and redo it to see how the dynamic of the story changes just by one decision. So I love stuff like that. I love I, I absolutely enjoy stuff like that to see how one decision, one decision can alter the course of history in a really, really dynamic way. But all right, let's move on to Friday's scores from the NBA. It was the Sixers over the Clippers, 106 to 103. Kawhi Leonard did not play for the Clippers on Friday night as the Clippers saw their seven-game winning streak snap. Uh, Joel Embiid continuing to bolster his MVP talk, 36 points and 14 rebounds in the Sixers' win. It was the Jazz over the Pacers, 119-111. to 111. Bad news for the Jazz. Donovan Mitchell sprained his ankle. Uh, we yeah. expect at some point the news on just how bad his injury is and how much time he may or may not miss. It was the Pistons over the Thunder, 110-104. to The Wizards over the Pelicans, 117-115. to 115. Russell Westbrook, 10 of the Wizards' 12 overtime points, including... Two free throws with one second to go as he was fouled by Zion Williamson, solidifying and, you know, basically closing out the Wizards' win over the Pelicans. It was the Nets over the Hornets, 130-115. to 115. Kevin Durant, 25 points and 11 assists. Oh, I will get into a discussion about the Nets when we move on past these scores. It was the Raptors over the Magic, 113-102. to 102. The Grizzlies over the Bulls, 126-115. to 115. Sorry, John, I know your, your, your team right now is starting to fade to the back of the pack just a little yeah. bit. It was yeah. a couple of weeks ago, they were solidly in that spot to play for the play-in but now it's in the mix. <laughs> now it's, you know we'll, we'll get into that too when we get past these scores it was the nuggets over the rockets 128 to one uh, excuse me to 99 it was the timberwolves over the heat 119 to 111 what in the world is miami doing losing to the timberwolves at this point in the season uh, it was the Blazers over the Spurs, 107 to 106, and the Knicks over the Mavericks, 117 to 109. Now, I just mentioned it, but while everybody is focused at, you know, what's going on at the top of the Eastern Conference, uh, we have an equally tight race now for the final spot uh, for the play-in. Uh, the Raptors, Bulls, and Wizards are now in a virtual tie for the 10th seed. Uh, the Wizards play the worst team in the East, the Pistons, on Saturday night. And the Bulls get the Cavs, who somehow, someway, are only two games out of that 10th seed spot. Well, let's say here. Uh, <clears throat> I, I know. I was going to say, man, they you know, beat all the best teams, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they might as well start beating up on some of these teams down there. I mean, they can beat everybody up here in the standings. Yeah. And and I'm telling you right now, I don't think there's any high-level team right now that wants to see the Cavs in a seven-game series, not because the Cavs are good, but because the Cavs are one of those teams that they're going to take everything you have out of you in that first round. Yeah, they're annoying. They're, they play super hard. They, they get exactly. everything. Exactly. Well, listen, I know myself. Now, I know you too. 
And I know basket, basketball fans in general were pretty excited about the Sixers-Nets game on Wednesday. You know, this is a game between the top two teams in the East. They fighting for that number one spot. I think it was understood that Harden wasn't going to play for the Nets in this game. But there was they still had Kyrie playing. They still had, you know, KD supposed to be playing. And then somewhere Wednesday afternoon, the Nets decided to sandbag the Sixers and sit Kevin Durant, sit Blake Griffin, and sit LaMarcus Aldridge and, and just sit almost like half the roster. Right. Of course, the Sixers won 123 to 117, but man, we have yet to see these two teams play against each other at full strength. Now, I, I said to you when we talked about it, I wished we had – and, and, and yes, I'm saying we, I wish we had equally sandbagged the Nets just to troll them the way that they told us. Yeah, man. Like, <laughs> we discussed this before before game time. Like, damn. It's, and, and not just them. It seemed like every uh, high-level team, except for the Bucks, want to sit somebody out where we got to play them. Like, the Clippers last night with Kawhi. Like, it's like they avoid you. They avoid. They avoid showing us all their cards, and I don't know. Listen, you know, man. <laughs> I, they really, they I really get why the Nets are doing it. We 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 know the Nets. The Nets, but they'll but they'll suit up and play everybody against like the Lakers or the Clippers or the Jazz or the Bucks. All those other teams, they suit everybody. That's that's a, that's not injured. And with us though, they somebody's always out. And sometimes not even for a good reason. I don't understand. Listen, man, listen. When I saw it, 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 it took all my excitement for the game away. Like, there was a point where I was like, all right, you know, personally for work, my schedule changed. So I'm in bed earlier now because I have to be at work first thing in the morning. But I'm yeah. thinking, you know what? Net Sixers game, big game. I'll stay up and watch this game. And yeah. – what do you mean? Oh, oh, nobody's playing for the Nets? I'm good. I ain't watching it. I know the Sixers going to win this one. Exactly. I know it. Exactly. I know it. And 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 man, that's 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 some real punk ass stuff, man. Like <laughs> KD was healthy enough to beat up on the Hornets. The Hornets. You know, yeah, Friday yeah. night, but he couldn't play against the Sixers on Wednesday. Okay, you right. He had two days off. They didn't play – they didn't – or they had a day off. They didn't play Thursday, but he couldn't play – whatever, man, whatever. Thank, we'll, we'll take it. We'll take it because it's going to help us get that number one spot. But at the same time, like, that's bullshit that this net sandbag the Sixers like that. But either way, like I said, you want to hand us a victory right now when victories are at a premium, we'll gladly take it. Right. Um, speaking of LaMarcus Aldridge, uh, yeah, I, was gonna, I, thought, I was hoping you would go there next. All right, go ahead. Continue. Yeah. The day, the day after the net Sixers game, uh, he announced his retirement due to an irregular heartbeat. Uh, he retires with averages of 19.4 points and 8.2 rebounds. Uh, Aldridge was originally drafted by the Portland trailblazers, uh, Never really team wise uh, reached their full potential, and individually, I'm not sure if I would say Aldridge reached his full potential as a player. 
Um. Oh, I, I, I think I it's always. I think. Go ahead. You know what? No. In fact, finish your thought, and I'm gonna tell you afterwards. Go ahead. No, listen. I, I, I it's, it's always, it's always rough when I see reports of players that have to retire because of these types of things. Yeah. Or, or even a career-ending injury because I understand that as a player, you want to be able to go out on your own terms. Right. You don't you don't, like it's it's one thing when you know that it's over. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Because of whatever reason, it's like, all right, I've done all I could, I'm done. Yeah. It's another thing when you have the rug pulled from underneath you like that. Yeah. Well, on a personal note. Didn't Chris Bosh have a similar thing? Uh, Chris Bosh had blood clots. Blood clots. He had blood clots. That's what his problem was. And and blood clots are very dangerous because it can move up, and yeah. that's that. That's it. Yeah, yeah. But but similarly, and I, I, he I heard he was talking about coming back. No. Yeah, yeah. Similarly, he had to leave early before his career was quite done. Yeah. Now, granted, Aldridge is thirty-five years old. You know, so he's had a full career. Yeah. It's not like he, you know, but, was but, but in his fourth been, or fifth year. This would have been the culmination of his career, you know, after all the battles he's had through the playoffs and over the years. This was his best chance of trying to contend for a title. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know. Uh, it's it's nothing to mess with. It's nothing to play with. The moment you hear something wrong with a player's heart, it's it's you you err on the side of caution. Uh, you know, again, rough to see him have to retire this way, but uh, you know, he's done, and you know, wish him well in you know whatever uh, future he's gonna have. Yeah. Uh, finally, if you care, wait, and wait, 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 particularly, yeah. I wait, 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 to that, go note, ahead. to that note, I got another what if, uh huh, go ahead. Remember, uh, the Marcus Aldridge, he was on the, the Blazers. Remember, the Blazers mm-hmm. had the overall pick, and they chose mm-hmm. Greg. And guess who number pick the second pick was? Oh man, that was the Kevin Durant draft, exactly. Oh man, there go the Blazers again. Now taking the Blazers too. Taking injured centers. Yeah, there they go doing that Sambui all over again. But uh, mm-hmm. imagine they take KD instead of Greg Oden and pair him up with Lamarcus Aldridge. And you know, I'm gonna have to go back and look at the rest of their team. I don't know if they still had Brandon Roy or did they over they already moving towards Damian Lillard. But I think you know what. You 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 bring a very you bring a very good one to the table, and I definitely would love to get into that conversation uh, fully, <laughs> fully uh, going forward uh, as as we do these shows. I think that's a very good one. I, I really think I think that's another very good one uh, pairing KD and Lamarcus Aldridge together. Especially uh, we're talking about Aldridge when he was at his peak. Yeah. And for him to be able to be at his peak with a guy like Durant, yeah. you know, we'll, you know what? Yeah, I, I think, I think, I think we'll definitely look into that and 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 dive deeper into that topic and see how that would have affected this generation of the NBA. Yeah, 
Um, listen, if you care and, you know, I hate to say it this way, I don't, but we talk about it, you know, every show. The Warriors and Celtics are the Saturday primetime game on ABC. Uh, also, the Celtics signed Jabari Parker on Friday, and the Celtics are the former number two overall picks, fifth team in the last three seasons. Uh-huh. He's had a couple of ACL tears. I don't know if this is going to be a move that helps the Celtics any more than where they already are. We talked about it before. This is a move. It's a move. I, I, it's, it's not a needle mover. It's not like going to have a seismic shift one way or the other. But at the same time, you know, Parker's still relatively young. Yeah, he's young. If he can show any signs of being healthy, he will be a contributor on whatever team he plays for. But I don't know how much he's going to contribute to the Celtics right now. I mean, he can't play center, so what does it really matter? Yeah, I don't know. They got got plenty of forwards and guards and stuff like that. Listen, I'm not going to shed too many tears about the Celtics (laughs) having roster issues at all. Right. Sorry, I'm not. All right, well, Sadell, uh, this week, uh, let's see where your MVP tracker is. Now, I know last week you had Joel Embiid uh, number one on your list. So uh, where are we at this week as far as your MVP tracker? All right, so starting at number three, Damian Lillard moves into the list. Okay. And uh, I I took Harden out of the list, so – Number mm-hmm. three is Damian Lillard. Uh, Nikola Jokic moves up from three to two. And Joel mm-hmm. Embiid reigns again at number one. Yeah, I think Embiid had a week. A week. <laughs> it, would, it, would be, it would be very difficult. Yeah. It would be very difficult to have moved him out of the number one spot. Yeah. I think if I saw it, like he's the first uh sixer player to hit for 35 points in what was it three consecutive games since ai did it back in 2006 right so i mean listen i do want to have a conversation on mb i'll 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 wait to have that conversation about him right uh i did see someone say that in their entire time as a sixer fan they've never seen a player who could hit for 30 easier than Embiid. Now, I, I, I want to argue that point a little bit. But, again, that's one of those things when when we get a chance, you know, maybe next week I'll dive deeper. They might have a point. They might. Yeah, yeah that's what I mean. I, I think next week I'll, I'll definitely dive deeper into that. I think that they have a very good point there. There may be one other guy who I think is on that list, and I will definitely bring that up uh, in next week's show. Okay. All right, well, it's time for our weekly power rankings, and Sadell, I have a brand-new number 10 this week, and my number 10 this week are the New York Knicks. Oh, (laughs) the aforementioned Knicks. (laughs) Yeah, man. And... and Remember, I feel I, dirty right now. I, I just want you to know, I feel dirty. Hey man, we've been talking about the Knicks. I feel dirty. We've been talking about the Knicks all day now. So. 
We've been talking about the Knicks way too much for one day, man. <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm about I'm about to take me, my phone, this app, my headset, and we're about to purify ourselves in the waters of Lake Minnetonka because this is way too much Knicks conversation for me today, buddy. That blue and orange. That <laughs> that blue and orange vibe. Going strong, you know it. Oh man, it's killing me, man. It's, it's killing, killing me. Bro. So, <laughs> and I had to, I had to visualize Doctor J in a Knicks uniform, man. Oh, that I, that is, that's torture enough, that man. Ugly. That is ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you have for your number ten this week? I got the the Lakers at number ten, and uh, okay, it's mainly because they've been finding ways to still tread water and win with the in the absence of uh AD and LeBron. <laughs> okay. So uh them at 10, the Lakers and uh the Hawks at nine. Okay, now I have the Blazers at nine and the reason why the Hawks have started to tumble down just a little bit. They have, they have, but I, I had a higher I, so so week, I, so <laughs> Yeah, no, you you did, and I, I have the I have the Blazers at number nine on my list. And now, if you remember last week, I had the Mavericks and Lakers sharing the tenth spot. I bumped the Lakers up to eight for every reason why you have them at number ten. Right. For them to not have LeBron and AD and continue to you know sort of stick and stay where they've been all year, yeah. they definitely belong somewhere in the top ten. So I jumped them up because, uh, if I'm not mistaken, a week ago I had the Hornets in my top ten, yeah. and the Hornets are also starting to tumble down a bit. So all I basically did was the Mavericks fell out, the Knicks jumped in, the Blazers took a step back, and I put the Lakers up to number eight. Okay. So um, I have the Nuggets at eight. And the Bucks at seven. Okay, all right. So we finally have a spot where we agree because I have the Bucks at number seven as well. Okay. And now, although you have the Nuggets down at eight, I have the Nuggets up at number six. Okay. Well, the Nuggets, um, they didn't lose to. Uh, they caught a couple of L's. That's why I dropped them a little bit. Uh-huh. But uh, I mean Jamal. Did they lose Jamal Murray last week? That was last week, right? Right. Yeah. So that's another. That's another uh point of that. But uh, mm-hmm. where we at? Where we at right now? Six. Oh, we're we're uh yeah we're up to yeah. Who's your six? Uh, I have the Celtics at six, and I had them. Oh wow. Yeah, the, okay. the Celtics been on fire. <laughs> okay. And uh, the Nets at five. No, you're right. They have been. The Nets at five. All right. So so we have another spot where we agree because I have the Nets at five. And, you know, last week I had the Nets all the way up at number three. So I'm looking at what I had last week and pretty much six and seven did not move. I still had the Bucks at seven. I still had the Nuggets at six. Yeah. Uh, I dropped the Nets down to number five. Uh, my number four uh, are the Clippers. Okay. My number four is the Jazz. 
All right, now I want to ask you, how much does uh, Donovan Mitchell's injury play a part in that? It plays a significant part in that. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't, like you said, we don't know the extent, how many games he'll miss. But uh, right. they've also lost some, some head-to-heads to some teams. Oh, in fact, you know what? Mm-hmm. I know why. They lost to the Wizards. <laughs> That's another way. They lost to the Wizards. Okay. <laughs> I can see that. You automatically, I can you definitely automatically see drop that. if you lose to the Wizards or the Timberwolves. Mm-hmm. Period. Okay. Right. Okay. If you want a five game winning streak, you lose to one of those two teams, I'm dropping you a spot. <laughs> okay. That that makes sense. <laughs> That's just makes perfect sense to me, man. <laughs> and so who do you have at three again? Well, no, who's your three? Oh, we on me. Oh, my three is the Clippers. Yeah. Okay, now I have the Jazz at number three, and I dropped the Jazz down. Same reason why you dropped the Jazz down, because of the Donovan Mitchell injury and the uncertainty right now of just how long he's going to be out. And I think there are two teams that had better weeks than the Jazz did, and I have – the Sixers at number two. I also have the Sixers at two. All right, so I think I think our number one is a consensus this week. Yeah, it's the Suns. Cause it's the Suns. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Suns. They just roll. All right, so I think so. I think once again, like our top five, we have the same teams in the top five, just in different spots. Right. Right. Well, actually, don't. And I and I think that was different. This week we have the top two. Three and four was only different. Right. Right. So listen, it's it's going to be another interesting week around the league. Um, I am I am very uh, interested in this matchup coming up later this week with the Sixers and the Bucks. I think we are going to likely see both teams. Close as close to full strength as you can get, especially with the Bucks trying to move up. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're going to see the Bucks sandbag the Sixers in this one. Oh no, no. At least I, Bucks, I at least I hope Bucks that is the one happen. team that doesn't do that. They don't. Right. They, whatever injuries they have are legitimate injuries. They never injured because of knee soreness or some other BS. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Nah. They they come to play every night. Right. Well, it's going to be a good one. And I think this will be the one that I will definitely uh, find a way to stay awake for and, and check out the entirety of that game. All right. Well, look. Another good show. Listen, we we I had to deal with some things today. I'd rather not have had to deal with like the image of Dr. J not in a Sixers uniform. So uh listen, man. Listen. If you, you want to come by, I got some whiskey. <laughs> we, can, we can take a couple shots and, and just man, forget about all that. Man. Listen, man. Listen, man. I, I need listen, I need something that's gonna I need something that's gonna like effectively make me feel better. And what would make me feel better today would be the Phillies to get another win over the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh 
unfortunately, uh, you know, with John's hospitalization, he wasn't going to be able to make it to today's game. Um, I was able to, you know, do a ticket swap with him. I want to make sure that at some point the three of us get down there to do a game. Oh, yeah. I told you I'm down. Yeah, All right, and 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 I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna stick by my original, you know, you know, declaration that first drink on me, you guys, and we will sit and have a good time. Uh, I'm gonna look into that. I'm gonna look into that, and I definitely want to come back on the show and do a review of the three of us at the ball. Oh yeah. All right. So listen, uh, Sadell, you got anything else you want to discuss before we get out of here? Nah, I think that's it, my brother. All right. Well, once again, uh, thanks to you guys for listening. John, please get well, yeah, buddy. Get well. Like I said, man, like, you know, it's great having you around. Would like to have you around for as long as possible. You take care of yourself and we'll deal with the show until you get back. All right. So for Sadell, I'm Irvin Henderson. Thank you for listening to the Threes on Fire podcast. We will catch you guys all next week. Thank you for listening to the Threes on Fire podcast. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.